Welcome to Mutiny Community, the officially unofficial podcast for Halt and Catch Fire on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Eric. Eric, you sound remarkably clear tonight. I know, right? We're like so synced up. There's no lag. It's We're not even talking over each other. It's glorious. Uh, <laughs> Eric's here in studio with us, so this should am, be a good one. I am in bald move tower. Yep. Uh, in the heart of America, some would call it. Cincinnatus, California. Right. That's where we're at? Yeah. Cincinnatus, California. Yeah. Uh, so let's get the Tandy Shandy stuff out yeah. of the way right away this yep. week. Yeah, uh, th- this is about season three, episodes nine and ten, called Nim and Next. Uh, we're going to be talking about them. But what are you doing for Tandy Shandy tonight? Well, what are we doing for Tandy Shandy tonight? I believe that in the uh, in the vein of Boz, in honor of Boz, yeah, we are popping the uh, the Wild Turkey One Hundred and One. Yeah, you got to respect the dirty bird, but you fear the kicking chicken. Yeah, you got or you'll fear the kicking chicken. Respect oh, the dirty bird, or you'll fear the kicking. That's chicken. a whole other implication that I. Uh, yeah, hmm. that's a bozism. But we're mixing it with Coke Zero because Coke Zero is what was what was in your fridge. Yes, so <laughs> it's it, a pretty good combination. It is you know, a good Coke one. and bourbon. Yeah, classic. Uh, I, I felt like we had to go out on that this season. We had to. Yeah, Boz kind of put that together for us. So we are uh, we're respecting the dirty bird tonight. All right, let's start mm-hmm. off the the episode talk. Yeah. What what do you think? I mean, crazy, right? They went like they basically were like, "All right, guys, four years now later." Mm-hmm. I feel like other shows have done this, um, but this was like a very hmm. jarring change. And I like the way they introduced it. I like seeing Donna become a partner. And you're like, I paused it because I was like, I don't see Clark up there. Yeah. Yeah, Emerson? Who's Emerson? I thought, oh, she's watching somebody else become partner before her. Yeah, exactly. And then she goes back, and then, and I was like, well, maybe Emerson's her middle name, because I kind of remember that her parents' last names were Emerson, but maybe Mm. she's just using her maiden name because, you know, it's more professional or whatever. It's three syllables. (laughs) Sure. But no. Take some more space on the sign. They they are divorced. They are divorced, and they make sure you know they they are divorced. (laughs) Joe... Really wants you to know that they're divorced <laughs> in episode ten. Yeah, just to recap, Joe, <laughs> they are divorced. You're divorced from each other. Yeah, they they are divorced from each other. Uh, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about this? Because they're tugging at our heartstrings a little bit. I think with this, right? So it, it, it's a four year jump, and it felt kind of natural. Like mm-hmm. honestly, I don't, I don't think it was super surprising that four years right. from the problems we saw that they would be. Mm-hmm done yeah and the thing that i really like about this show and the thing that made me really respect this show after watching these last two episodes is that the show you can go back to the archives of mutiny community the the archives of the eight episodes that we have right. of this show Deep. and you could hear me being like cameron needs to be making video games donna needs to be a coo yep. Uh, I want to see Gordon Joe. and Joe and Cameron need to work together. Exactly. <laughs> like, I want to see Joe, you know, pitching ideas again. And, you know, we were, I was kind of approaching that like, remember the good old days. Yeah. Um, now I see it's just kind of an expert piece of writing mm-hmm. that they know that we love these characters. So they take us away from their character tropes and they know that we're going to want to see them back in that place again. They give them. They give us that. They put right. them back in that place. But then at the same time, they used that kind of out-of-character stuff that they went through this season to make them grow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so all these characters, I feel like, have really grown, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, I I really love what they've done this season. I, I think 
this show has never been better. Um, yep. Coming off the back of what was a really, really good season two. Yeah. They've impressed me even more. And it's cool because they actually got a fourth season on yeah. lock now. So it's going to be the fourth and final season. So they can write to the end of the show, which is nice. That's super cool. I mean, I could easily see them making a jump like this at some point to like 2008. Oh, jeez. Like at the end, you know, I right. mean, that's kind of the great thing about it is that we talk about the Forrest Gump element of the show and that mm-hmm. they are just happen to be everywhere and be a part of every technological advancement, <laughs> basically, that happened in the 80s. Yep. But they use it kind of in an expert way, especially an example is in this episode when they're all sitting around like arguing over HTTP and HTML. Mm-hmm. And we know that Tom is wrong. Right. So we as audience members could be like, oh, he's being overzealous. He's being an asshole. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He is wrong. Yeah. And so I like how they're using you know, history and the history of technology to help develop the characters and help us help the audience understand how they should be painting these characters in these situations. Mm-hmm. So I'm over the Forrest Gump thing at this point. Yeah. It's an yeah. element of the show. Uh, so um, I, I, I appreciate it. And I could totally, I, I could totally see them jumping forward and being like 2008, they come out with the Joe phone. <laughs> Joe phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Joe phone. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue the same, mm. same way, but. Yeah, the Joe phone. I'd mm-hmm. use it. Uh, <laughs> I gotta watch out. Thing. It's got an exploding battery. <laughs> of course, it's very volatile. Yes, it'll set your truck of computers on fire. <laughs> it's loaded with gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the other thing that we talked about uh, over the course of the season: is Gordon's facial hair. Mm-hmm. Well, it's gone. We thought we yeah. were, he was going to go to a cool Fu Manchu yeah, or goatee. something. Who knows? I feel like they missed a big opportunity here because yeah. Gordon's facial hair has painted him from season to season. Right. Season one, Gordon is Waz. He has the full beard. Season two, Gordon is rich and suave mm-hmm. and uh, out uh, you know, lollygagging with the high school sweetheart and all of this stuff. He's basically Don Drapering himself. Yeah. Trying to. In season two, and so he's going clean shaven. Now we're back in season three. He's kind of back doing the dad thing. Yeah. He's he basically, the, he's, and he's got he the dad the mustache, stash. Yeah, right. Yeah, so dad stash. So we had the beard, the clean shaven, the dad stash. Now we're back to clean shaven. I feel like we missed an opportunity for the goatee. Does it say anything about Gordon's state of mind, though? I think that this is the sexy Gordon. Sexy Gordon, okay. Yeah, this is the very You're sexy right. Gordon. He... he he seems to have a new confidence about him. Yeah. And and I don't know if it's the money or what he's done with NSFNet in the mm-hmm. interim or if it's just kind of getting away from Donna and being his own man um, and not letting their jobs get in the way yeah. of all of that uh, that's done it for him. But whatever it is, it looks good on him. I like I really like the dating video in this. Oh, God. It's so awkward. Well, because it starts off, I didn't realize it was a dating tape. I thought it was yeah. like an interview. They, Hi, I'm they, Gordon Clark. Right. I run NSFNet. It's a... And this was you, before my time, so I guess yeah. they used to do these things. Yeah, and and it, I like it because it's kind of a precursor. The reason why they don't do it anymore is because of the internet. Right, why um, would you? Yeah, and so you know, we could totally have online dating as a part of this browser or whatever. I guess they're creating a browser now. Is that the idea? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. I wonder what I they're think. Gonna, yeah. I mean, I, wonder, I, I can't wait to see what they call it. He's essentially inventing Netscape, I guess, right? I guess. I mean, I'm not totally well-versed, but it sounds like they're just creating a browser, which yeah. would be a portal where people can go in. The door. Yeah, and they're going to have browser wars, but I feel like they're they're trying to create Firefox 
and they sure. know that Microsoft's going to create Explorer and Apple's going to create Safari and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But they're trying to be the open source Firefox. Netscape so, will create Navigator. Oh, yeah. Christ. It's going back. <laughs> I liked, I like the shout out to Prodigy in this uh-huh. because I remember Prodigy was our first ISP. And my All dad right. had a Prodigy had a Prodigy crew neck sweatshirt <laughs> that they sent him when he signed up. Wow! Yeah, so I remember the Prodigy logo. The Prodigy logo was like like a star, like a written star on the chest. Okay. Um. I so I like the it. shout out there. I like the shout out to Al Gore, which I mm-hmm. thought was interesting. The uh, shout out to uh, to Steve Jobs. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. with the next stuff, yep. that's all Steve. Uh, yeah, a lot of shout outs to the different faces of technology in that era yeah i i i just was really happy with this it was a great surprise because we talked about it last week last week's episode when ryan dies it was like oh that's that could be the series finale of this show yeah. it really could have yeah. um and so where do you go from there well you go four years later we mm-hmm. we hop over the divorce we hop over mutiny going into the ground we hop over um this 1988 san francisco earthquake Oh, right. You know? Yeah. Uh, and we just go straight to 1990. And I love the way that they introduce it with the Windows screen, and then they go uh-huh. down. Because, you know, for those of us who at least have a some kind of literacy in technology, we know that Windows 3.0 was not in the 80s. Yeah. So when you see the Windows screen, you're like, oh, what? And then, like, <laughs> right. it slowly zooms down to the copyright, and you're like, oh. Yeah, they really wanted you to know it was 90. Yeah. But they did it in a really cool way because it could have just flashed up 1990 on the sure. screen, yeah. you know, Avenger style, right? Uh, <laughs> or Captain America: Civil War style, or whatever. It is. Uh-huh. So uh, I love that. So let's let's talk through the characters here. Okay. Uh, so Joe. Oh man, I'm so happy to see Joe in this episode. I mean, yeah. You know, I <laughs> as much as I'm, I, I don't know if I'm rooting for him or not in this camera situation. Honestly. Mm. Because it feels like a real dick move. It is a dick oh. move, but I don't know that I don't want them to be together either. <laughs> they, they're supposed to be together. I know. You know, it, and this is what I'm talking about with this show. They set it up, and then they they give you the payoff. And, and we all them. know. We talked about it time and time again. Joe and Cameron have this intrinsic connection. They have this mm-hmm. cosmic connection to to each other. Yep. Um, and you know, it's it's bad. Like you're not supposed to root for her marriage to fail. Um, they really paint Tom as a giant asshole in this episode when really he's not being an no, asshole. No, <laughs> not in the least, but for some reason I hate him in those scenes. Exactly. Uh, I don't know why. That's yeah. that's shameful. That's on me. I know. That's how I feel. But it is the thing. I mean, this uh, this show, I saw it, you know, when, when Joe says, I think, I, I think I'm in love with her. He says that to no, Gordon. No, he doesn't say he thinks. He says he is. Oh, I'm in love with her? Yeah. And then comes and then she comes down the stairs. I'm like, this show is a love story. It's a love story between Joe and Cameron. Yeah, it's a weird and Gordon and a computer, <laughs> Gordon and a server and a next computer. Apparently, Gordon and a next computer. He loves that fucking computer. I know, uh... but, but you're right. Yeah, I mean, this show really is about Joe and Cameron, right? Mm-hmm. At its heart, and and yeah. now we're seeing that come back together. Yeah, well, the opening, I mean, remember, let's go back to the opening scene of the show is Joe going and recruiting Cameron out of UT Austin. Yep. Uh, so it's, you got to kind of remember that these things tend to rhyme and there's a book ending to them and, mm-hmm. you know, the story structure. And so I think it's really something to keep in mind. And it's also admirable that three seasons later, they have kept this thread together. 
Yeah. Um, through a lot well, of seeming adversity. I mean, this show right. it doesn't have a huge audience. Uh, I'm sure it's been on the chopping block numerous times. I'm sure that it's gone through writers like crazy, you know. Yeah. And it's got, it has had some inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. And it's been trying to kind of balance this dramatic uh, storytelling that AMC is known for with making sure that they can pick up viewers week to week, which is why I think they insert things like the AIDS storyline, which was dumb. <laughs> that was pretty dumb. Uh, and also throwing in things like, you know, oh, uh, uh, you know, Netscape or whatever, you know, trying to grab people episode sure. to episode. Yeah. So they have this weird thing of being a serialized show and then also a procedural. And they're doing mm-hmm. this balance, right? And it's a, it's a give and take. But that thread has been there throughout of Joe and Cameron. Yeah. And I'm amazed at how far apart it is they have drifted yeah only to come back together i mean it's, yeah and it does feel seamless like you said i i don't think it felt unnatural it was just they were living in different cities and different yep. countries mm-hmm. i mean it really seemed against all odds that they came back together but when it happened you're rooting for it yeah you are because i think intrinsically joe is a likable guy yeah um i really like joe uh and i have no trouble liking flawed characters i know that I mean, I'm in the, I'm in the Walter White camp. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like it's hard. At not some point, to root I turned him. on him, but for most of that series, I was with him. Yeah, like it's hard not to root for Walter White. I'm, uh, you know, Mad Men. It's hard not to root for for Don Draper, and right. I honestly do. I think at this point that it's not, definitely not the best of the three. It's probably the worst of the three. But I'm putting this in the camp with Breaking Bad and Mad Men in terms of okay. probably mm. the third best drama that AMC has put out. At this point. Oh, for AMC? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't think there's any dispute about that, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I can't think of another show that I would even put in the running. Yeah, I know. I mean, you have like Hell on Wheels. You have... Uh, no, didn't get into it. The Walking Dead, definitely not. Wasn't there like The Killing or something like that? Yeah, The Killing was a big turd. Yeah. Uh, Netflix, I guess, renewed that. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean... I, I feel like the show has elevated itself to be able to be in the conversation with those two shows. I don't think yeah. it's of the caliber of those two shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know the Wiener. We know uh, the, the, the Villigan. Villigan. Yep. We don't know who created the show, nope. right? Definitely not. So it's not... It's a guy named Chris, I think. Yeah. And, and a buddy of his. Yeah. The, you know, the, the guys. Yeah. Chris and, Chris and, Chris <laughs> and the guy. <laughs> but I do, I do count it in there now. And, and yeah. since those two shows aren't on AMC anymore, I do think this is the best show on AMC. What about... If the show didn't have Boz. Mm, well, Boz's the heart, baby. I know. He's all the heart. He's the heart. I do want to go back to this before we talk about yes, Boz, though. Sure. Uh, because I, we got to talk about Comdex. Okay. So, I also want to talk about the internet scene some more, but okay, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Uh, but but I, th- I think since we're talking about Joe, I really like going back to Comdex because prior to Ryan dying episode, yeah. Um, Comdex was my favorite episode. I right. loved that episode. It was a good one. Uh, yeah, and that Back was in season one. Yeah, then and that's why I, that, I think that was a big part of why I like season one better than season two. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, season three I think is the best season of the show. We can get back to that. Um, but I love returning to Comdex. There's something really fun about that. Mm-hmm. There's something really fun about going back and seeing the two printer guys. <laughs> right. You know, just kind of goofy. The sprinter guys. Yeah, but then at the same time, they use that to move. Yes, it's fun to go see those guys, but then they use that to introduce the lighter game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's not just there for comic relief. They still use that to move the story forward, which I really appreciate. Yeah. 
and I love the interaction because we saw the mending of the fences over this season between Joe and Cameron. There was a time when Cameron couldn't stand the look of Joe. I think that time was the beginning of the season, yeah. Yeah, and last season. I mean, remember right. when he came, He kind of shows up in his white suit to his try to... Linen. Yeah, exactly. When he shows up in that white suit uh-huh. and they create the dummy computer for him to show that it's... Oh, right, yeah, and he sets so it out he, immediately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so... And she still, like, hates the thought of him. She didn't want to work with him in season two. Mm-hmm. The mending of the fences has happened uh, over this season, uh, and so when she sees him at Comdex and you just see a smile on her face, it's kind of like they're, they've let bygones be, be bygones and they are coming back because I think because they have this intrinsic connection. Yeah. Uh, you know, she doesn't have that same forgiveness for Donna. Fuck no. No, because <laughs> Donna kind of ruined her dreams. Yeah. I mean, Joe. I, that was that was the most impressive thing to me that Cameron has done yet mm-hmm. is just confronting Donna and understanding. Yeah. That yeah, she has some blame, but that was Donna. Yeah, that was. It's not about Joe. Don't try and change the the topic here. It's about <laughs> you, Donna. You did this. Yeah, I was super impressed with Cameron in that scene. But I, I was super impressed with Cameron as well. Like, but I, I just love the Comdex. I love coming back yeah. to that place because if you remember, Comdex is where the where the rift began between Joe and Cameron. It happened at Comdex because they had the giant. The competitor came out with the slingshot, which was faster. And hmm. so in order to compete, they had to remove Cameron's UI that she had created. Oh, yeah, yeah. In order to boost the speed of the computer so that it can compete with the slingshot. Right. And hmm. that led to the success of the Giant and the creation of the Giant Pro. But it, it was also the the straw that broke the camel's back. And Cameron never forgave Joe for removing her operating system. That was the that's the kind of funny, but that is the reason why they broke up originally. Is yeah, because she of that. needs to she needs to hear about. Have you heard the saying "kill your babies"? Yep, or "kill your she, darlings." I don't know about "kill, kill your babies." Kill your babies. No, it's a it's a thing. Okay, it's, I say it all the time. All right, kill your babies. <laughs> I uh, it's kill, kill, your kill your darlings. Yes. She needs to learn that saying. <laughs> yeah, she she needs to understand it, take it to heart. But yeah, and. Like the thing that it's your IO your OS it's it's not gone it's still there you have the code for it you can use it for right. to future just wait until the next is released and then yeah you got a computer fast enough to run it yeah exactly or uh, Gordon buys you a million dollar computer <laughs> exactly <laughs> then you can run that thing uh, but that's the thing so I like going back to Comdex because that was the crux of where they broke apart and then yeah. letting that be the place where they mend back together that's and great. then they do it there oh uh, well then they yeah they, they do it. They do it. <laughs> uh, what did they do? Oh, they did it. Oh, boy. You know what I'm saying. Uh, let me go back real quick to the scene where Joe is explaining the internet to Tom. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and how HTTP works. Um, I absolutely love this scene. I yeah. think this is one of the best directed scenes I've seen yet mm-hmm. in Hall and Catch Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, up there with any scene I've seen in, in any of the shows I've watched. Yeah. Uh, because I am... This is Joe coming back into form, right? He's been on this mm-hmm. Ryan trip for four years. Yep. Uh, it's been real, real bad for him. Yep. Uh, and now he's he's found that spark again, and mm-hmm. he's starting to come back into Joe mode, the yeah. Joe that we all love and know. And then there's Tom, and Tom is just constantly, he's fucking up Joe's train <laughs> of thought here. And yeah. 
and you can see it through the camera work, right? You mm-hmm. get the classic zoom in on Joe when he's right. explaining it Close, to you, big. and mm-hmm. it's magical, mm-hmm. and you just want to be there with Joe, and you're loving everything he's saying, and then as soon as Tom pipes up, it'll cut to a wider shot of Joe. Yeah. Almost like you're taking, like you're taking mm-hmm. the attention away from Joe. Tr- Joe's trying to do a thing, yep. and you're not letting it happen, Tom. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I absolutely love what they do with the camera there. It's really good. Yeah, I love the camera work there because the the shot with Joe is almost too close. It's almost like a Coen yeah. Brothers-esque shot. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Coen Brothers like to use wide lenses for everything, and they like to push it in really close. And it's a great shot of Joe, but it's almost jarringly close to him because usually when he's doing his pitches, he's we have a wide shot of him. He's using his arms. He's like... Walking mm-hmm. around, he's very animated. He's using, you know, he's like six foot four. He's like using his size and to like fill up the room, right? Um, and so having him full frame at the table, uh, you know, I just love the Joe pitch, man. I just I love it. Yeah, I love the Joe pitch, and then having it interrupted by uh, it was very well done. And to have a, it's mentioned here in the forums, but to have a show where a crux of the season finale is an argument over HTTP, and to make that compelling <laughs> uh-huh. is a feat in itself, man. Yeah. That is very, very cool. Yeah, they so, get very technical, and it yeah. never feels overwrought. Exactly, because at the, at, the, at the end of the day, everybody knows what HTTP is because we see it on every URL. Right. So we have some familiarity with that, even if you're, not, if you're completely computer illiterate. Right? And you don't care about the details. You know right. they're talking about the Internet. Exactly. Yeah. And you know that... That it's it's a nice shorthand that they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought that was really I thought that was an amazing scene as well. And I, I actually yeah. like that scene way better than the boardroom scene uh, when the, you know the tense boardroom scene when Cameron gets kicked out. Oh, you think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like there was I, more know, dramatic I, tension mm-hmm. in, in in this scene because there is a lot of subtext. Like right. we know that Joe slept with Cameron at Comdex. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all like Tom. But we hate him in this scene for I know. some reason, you know? Yeah. Uh, we don't really know what to make of Donna at this point. Gordon is kind of checked out. Like, mm-hmm. we love these characters. And I, I guess that the, the, the thing that really changes it is having Joe there. Because right. Joe brings a whole new level of drama to the show. Mm-hmm. He's they, been kind of absent for a while. He has. And maybe that's group. one of the reasons why season two is kind of a down season. It, and whatever. It, it's still a great season of television. But it's my least favorite of the three because they kind of relegate Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they do that in service to the other characters, which I think benefits the show as a whole. In season three, it certainly did, yeah. Yeah. But I I really like Joe, man. I like he's he's yeah. the most interesting character on the show. And we talked about it from episode one of this season. He's continually been the most interesting man in the world, right? In yeah. this world. Uh, I do want to get back quickly to the lighter thing, though, because I thought that was really oh, cool. okay. Because I think it says something about their relationship. Um, because uh, it paints this idea, which has been reiterated over and over and over and over again throughout the show, and that is that Joe and Cameron are equals. Okay. I think that Joe is the type of person who feels very alone and very isolated in the world. Mm-hmm. He's constantly trying to find connection, but at the same time will throw anybody under the bus kind of including Cameron yeah. in order to achieve his dreams. Um, I think that the death of Ryan has really opened his eyes to the error of his ways. And now he's, he is genuinely seeking connection. Mm-hmm. 
And that scene where they play the lighter game twice, and then the third time they play it, Cameron's like, "You can't win. It's just, it's a, it's a, you know, you to, it's nim counting or whatever." She says, "Sure, it's a system." And then he, and then he does win. It paints these two people as equals, right? Uh, and that's what I love about the two characters is that they are very different, but at the same time, they're equals and they're best when they're together. And that's why we root for them to be together. I think that we all thought that this marriage between Tom and Cameron wasn't going to last. Yeah. And I think the writing's on the wall at this point for that, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the final shot with just Gordon and Joe yep. and Cameron in the room uh, together, I, that's that's going to be our group going forward. Yeah, which is the the old team is back together again, and that's yeah. a great feeling. Yeah, everyone but Donna. And I, I feel like... Mm-hmm. Gordon's a little bummed by that. He's yep. also, <laughs> you can see it on his face. He's a little worried about yep. what's going on behind him while he's watching this computer. Yep. He's got the, what did I just get myself into? Uh-huh. He's having flashbacks. Yep. I mean, remember season one, uh. Jordan, Cameron and, and Gordon were mortal enemies. Yeah. Because it was, it was the fight between hardware and software. It's, mm-hmm. I need more RAM. I can't get you any more RAM. Right. You know. Hardware's forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hardware's forever. It doesn't. I don't care what you want. This is what you're getting. Like uh-huh. this was the, this was the relationship between them. So it's. It, I love the flashbacks there, and it, it. This this episode and this season has elevated episode one in some ways, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. I do think it's a little sad that they're they're having camera or Donna go out on her own. Oh, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think she's going to become. Not necessarily the villain of season four, but she's going to be working in opposition. Yeah, and she has a moment where she, in this show, where she can either eat her hat or keep on saying, Cameron, it's your fault. Mm -hmm. There's that confrontation right before she leaves where Cameron says, I don't want to work with you. I can't work with you. It's completely understandable. Oh, yeah. It's one thing to remove somebody's OS in... in, um, for the product to make sure that the product can launch. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to oust somebody from the company that they have built from scratch right. and be wrong. Yeah. And be and proven be colossally wrong. wrong. Yeah. So I like that. But in that scene, Donna had the opportunity to just say, Hey, I'm sorry, Cameron, I was wrong, mm-hmm. but she doesn't. Instead, she goes the other way and, and decides, well, if you're not going to work for me, I don't want to work with me. I don't want to work with you. And in fact, I'm going to work against you. Yeah. I'm going to go do my own thing with CERN. Yeah. Uh, try to do exactly what you're doing, except faster than you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see what comes of that. It will be interesting. Uh, it, it's funny that they rebrand the, I thought it was hilarious when they rebranded Mutiny Mnet. Mm-hmm. Because that, oh my God, if Cameron yep. had been in the room when they made that decision, <laughs> She would have fucking flipped. Yep. And you go from the graffiti logo to like right. this very like Helvetica bold yeah. logo. Yeah. It's, oh, man. It just shows how the basically the soul of the company died and it caused the company itself to die. And yeah, big question here. Donna led the charge on this colossal failure. How does she spin that into becoming a partner at the VC? Firm? I don't know. I really right? don't know. I, I would have thought she'd be fired, honestly. <laughs> like, like I don't see Diane being like, well, your leadership skills are sound. Yeah. And your business decision, your business savvy is sound. I'm like, I mean, and, and we don't know. I mean, it's been four years. So yeah. maybe and, and there's they skip plenty, over that. Yeah. So. There's, I'm sure there's plenty. Maybe she was able to spin the closing of Mutiny into a profit or something like that. She, maybe. She you know, pulled some shrewd, shrewd deals. Sold Mnet to like... I don't know AOL. Yeah, AOL, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe, Prodigy. Maybe it became Prodigy. I mean, maybe Ooh. Prodigy did buy them after all. Because weren't they vying to 
to buy them in the beginning. It wasn't Prodigy. It was somebody else. It was CompuServe Com- or something. Maybe CompuServe. Yeah. Qu- Quancast or some shit. I yeah, don't know. something like that. Yeah, so maybe, maybe she sold them. Maybe she sold it. Maybe she spun it into a profit. But I, there was a question mark for me there. Yeah. Um, they were. I, I really like how they were pushing all the nostalgia buttons, too. Although mm-hmm. I felt like it was a little premature. I, I felt like I know the show doesn't really have the time to do this because they were going to jump four years ahead right now. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to get the internet stuff set up for next season. But right. I wish they had had a little more time before they came back to the original mutiny offices where mm-hmm. you could, you know, where the, the impact of like... I forget if it was Joe. I think it might have been Joe, like kind of pushing on the floorboards there. Yeah, um, that would have been a little sweeter for the audience. Uh-huh. Um, maybe some of the other stuff they were doing with the nostalgia buttons, because because really it's nostalgia from this season. I mean, they weren't in the mutiny offices until right. episode one. But they do some very masterful book ending. They do. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure because I haven't gone back, but I'm fairly certain. That the first time we see the new mutiny office, when Boz is singing that His Frank Sinatra, Sinatra song, yeah. that we start on the disco ball and pan down or tilt down from there. Oh, hmm. so the I think it's really nice to go back there, even if we don't. That's where the disco balls. We know that's where the disco ball is from. It's from the opening yeah. party. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really nice to bookend it and have the disco ball be the coming you know coming back to the mutiny office and being the focal point the first thing we see when we when we come back to the mutiny office i thought that was cool yeah i think that remember in the first episode you have ryan going into cameron and donna's office and Mm -hmm. whiteboarding out all the security concerns yep and then we have joe scribbling all of the code for the browser on the whiteboard in the mutiny office Uh i feel like there was nice bookending there like we know the server is there to catch joe because because Gordon, Gordon was down. Complained about the fucking dust coming down from the ceiling. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The basement. Yeah. It all makes sense. And, it's and just... I think he says even says something like they're going to fall through the floorboards. Right. Right. I so, just wish it had a little more room to breathe before yeah. we came back to it. But, yeah. But it still worked. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, it still worked. Yeah. Uh, which is surprising to me in some ways because I wouldn't think that really nine weeks of a show would be enough for me to f- start feeling that sort of nostalgia. Yep. But yeah, they got it. Well, I mean, mutiny is no more. So the yeah. mutiny the nostalgia is real. At this well, point. I guess yeah, the characters are definitely feeling the nostalgia, and that yeah. comes through on the screen. So yeah. at some point, it draws you in as an audience member. I mean, we don't have Yo-Yo's gone, Lev's gone, right? Uh, that dude, the really annoying All dude who gone. I hated, was yeah. the guy who jumped in his what underwear. To those guys, I want to see those guys. What yeah. they go on to do? I don't know, man. They're working at next. They're working at next. They, working they got they next. have cushy office jobs at Apple right no, now. No, Yo Yo doesn't have a cushy <laughs> office job. He'd never take that job. Are you kidding me? He left Mutiny because they were going to stop paying him. Remember? Yeah, they were but, like, but he has shares. a spirit. I mean, he just he wanted to get back. paid. He he did come yeah, back. Yeah, he came back. Yeah, he did come back. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so we t- we talked about Joe. Let's talk about Cameron. Yeah. Uh, Cameron's living the dream. She's a famous video game designer at this point doing is signings. Is it her dream? I guess it is. She lo- she really loves, but but I and feel she like she games. wants to be a part of something bigger. She wants to be a part of something bigger. I think that she wants to, she sees the potential of the internet and she wants to be a part of that. Yes. Because the internet really stands for everything that she stands for. Yeah. I thought it was funny when Tom, when Tom is arguing uh, against open source and she's like, she's her eyes like, bug what? out and yeah. Yeah, like that's complete. That's a complete disconnect between the two of them. Yep. Um, 
yeah, so open source, I thought that was funny. I mean, Tom has basically become this uber conservative guy, which is kind of interesting. And yeah, I know I'm trying that to he's... track Tom. Has he yeah. always been like that? He's always. I mean, he was a part of the original mutiny, which to me yeah. would say that he's not, that he hasn't always been that way. But well, but he's always been the smartest guy in the room, in quotation marks. Right. And yeah. he softened up when he and Cameron started dating. But now they've been together for five years, and the true colors shine through, right? And he, at right. the beginning, remember he the re- whole reason why we got introduced to Tom is because he created a clone of their game that they had made. Um, yeah. And he was basically ripping them off. Mm-hmm. And so they went to talk to him and then he's like, Oh, well you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. So he's always been opinionated. Yeah. Um, and he's feeling the pressure from Joe. He doesn't want to be in the same room as Joe because he understands that Joe, Joe is a threat to his marriage. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> this is such an interesting scene because he, in every way he is right. Mm-hmm. He's trying to protect his marriage. First and foremost, He's, he's trying to be- make them a buck. He's being made a fool of by Cameron. He is, yeah. Like, he is being made a fool of. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's flat out lying to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he asked her point blank, did you sleep with Joe? She says no. This That's that's recipe for... that. The, the water has been poisoned at that point. The oh, well yeah. has been poisoned. Yeah, the trust right? is gone. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, in every way, he's doing what he should be doing, which is... Well, well, awesome character writing you know yeah but at the same time we just hate him because i know he's i feel wrong. so bad about that <laughs> yeah i'm sorry I, tom <laughs> i apologize to you tom but I, I hate your guts i think a big part of it is that he is wrong that he doesn't have the vision he can't see the forest through the trees right on this one. right and we as an audience obviously know that mm-hmm. with what comes of the internet so yeah but i mean I, I don't know i think this is going to be probably a fun season four Um, because, you know, getting the gang back together Mm -hmm. and having Donna competing against them, who I feel in a lot of ways is kind of the smartest and best of them all. Uh, Mm. I I know she fucked up mutiny and she fucked that up, but, but she kind of led it to where it was to begin with. And yeah, I mean, yes, I, I've just, sometimes you strike out. I've lost a lot of respect for Donna in this season. And maybe what maybe kind that's... of respect though for her as a human being, like for mm. her as like an ethical person, or for her as a business person? I think I've lost a lot of respect for her as I think that she is striven so striven a word. She strove so striven. strongly. Yeah. She to, straved. She straved. <laughs> she strove so strongly to become a successful business person, and mm. she left everybody in her wake. Right. She hasn't done yeah. anything that Joe McMillan hasn't done, but Joe McMillan has gone through his redemptive arc, and he had to hit rock bottom. We've seen him hit rock bottom. That's true. Donna, on the other hand, is kind of at the beginning of that Joe arc. Yeah. And I, I'm sure that there's some intrinsic sexism there where I'm like being like, well, it's fine when Joe does it, but it's not okay when Donna does it. Right, right. Uh, so, But I do think I'm that's sure fair as far as yeah. the arc goes. Um do you think she'll do you think she'll have some kind of redemption in season 4 or do you think that's yeah. just going to be her path and we're going to kind of leave her at that well that scene between what do you take what do you make of that scene between her and Gordon when they're getting drunk and they're eating the food together and they're hanging out and it's very See, like I like them I like them got, together you love them together but I know that they can't be together and work together that's the problem like yeah. let's say let's say the wine does what it should have done to Gordon and made him go hey Donna 
have you have had any great sex lately? Or when she yeah. asks, have yeah. you had any great sex lately? He's he's like, nah, not really. You want to <laughs> go bang? Like that's what I expected it to do. Yeah, and then he didn't, which surprised me. But if mm-hmm. that had happened. And then they get together in this business thing. I feel like it just all starts all over again and it yeah. falls apart again it because does. I don't think they can yeah. work and live together as both business partners and married couple. I completely agree with you. It's always just been the business getting in the way. Yeah. And I and I would not be surprised if, like I said, I mean, my theory on this is that Gordon was the one who initiated the divorce because he, he started stirring up shit. He's the reason why there was that big board the camping meeting. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you never like camping? camping? Yeah. I'm so insulted. I can't be married to you that anymore. That was weird. That was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, that was definitely weird. But Cameron, <laughs> you know, he he stirred up the shit to, to to that led to the Cameron situation, knowing full right. well where that would go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I think that it was definitely a mutual decision. I think. So this is the second time in this show because we'll remember when Boz was in the car with Diane after they already consummated the, or broken the they car or whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, Some hanky-panky in that car. There was hanky-panky to be had. She asks him up. He says, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, it's all worked out in the end for them. Yeah. But this is kind of the, this is, this is a mirror situation where Gordon and Donna have the opportunity to rekindle a flame. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just for casual, like, you know, they have they have just a long sexual laid. history. I'm sure they know how to rock each other's worlds. Every time I saw them in bed, yeah. they were having a good time. They're having a real good time. Real they, know good where, time. they know the buttons, dude. They, they know do. the cheat codes. <laughs> they do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. So they could have had a pretty nice night together, right. and, and Gordon puts the kibosh on that pretty quickly by changing the subject and saying, hey, I know a guy that you should date. Why do you think Gordon does that? Super well. First of all, it's Gordon being Gordon because he's always super awkward and weird. But is is he just oblivious to what she's kind of getting at there? Because I feel like she was inviting. Yeah. She she was opening the invitation for sex. I think so too. Uh, I think that um, it's 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 a, it's a head scratcher for me. It really is. I don't know why you would do that. I don't know why you would try to set up because we talked about it. we watched the episode together. Mm-hmm. Like Gordon being like, hey. My, you should meet my ex-wife. Like that's the weirdest setup ever. How how did you guys meet? Oh, my ex-husband in, introduced us. That's weird. Yeah. Um, like it's just a weird situation all around, right? And so I feel like it is such a weird, uh, weird situation that it was a little bit of a bluff by Gordon, and it was a way for him to shut down the situation without being like, I don't want to have sex with you. So so does Gordon know that this would be a mistake? Um, that he and Donna are not Gordon compatible is, on that. Yeah, he's very headstrong. Gordon is very headstrong. He is. Like, he is, I mean, not, his brain sucks, but his head is strong. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> so mean. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but he is. He's he's definitely headstrong. And so I think that he's he, sometimes he gets these principled things where he's like, I'm not going there. Yeah, um, that's true. So uh, I, it was a head-scratcher to me the way that he changes the subject. But it's also doing the thing. And I'm I'm certain that at some point in the future they'll end up back together. Because it's kind of what the show does. It's now the formula of Halt and Catch Fire at this point. Hmm. If it frustrates you, it's doing it for a reason so they can give right. you a payoff later. Yeah, they That's do know what, what the audience wants. Yeah. Um, and, and for what it's worth, I like them together. I love them together. I Who just doesn't? wish they. I just wish they wouldn't work together. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I I really love them together. Like who doesn't? Yeah. 
Um, even even their daughter, it's either Jody or Joni. I don't know which one. Uh, <laughs> even their daughter likes them together, right? Like you, yeah. she says you could do better. You have done better. Yeah, she's obviously talking about her mom. Yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a real shame what's going through well, Joni's. And we could talk about Joni too because I like the thing that I like. I really liked about Joni in this episode is that. Uh, it shows the influence that Cameron had over her as a child because she's kind yep. of Cameron, right? She's trying to, uh-huh. in her own 14-year-old immature way, she is trying to mimic Cameron mm-hmm. in many ways, right? Yeah. And and we called that. I mean, yeah. I, I saw that happening when, when she was sitting out in front of the bunk beds and saying, hey, you don't always have to do the things your parents say or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's Cameron. Yeah, so that's the, that's the byproduct of Cameron. So I really liked that jump forward. Um, you know, it's... It was it was kind of a nice illustration. That was the most that was the most boring part of it. The whole two episode arc to me was the whole thing between Gordon and his daughter. Uh, just because like the moral of the story is that teenagers are dicks and right. you know you got to get through the good be- or get through the bad because there's always good on the other side. That's and, you know and ultimately that's not what this this yeah. show is about. Exactly. Who cares? Yeah. Like it's about yeah. the the technology and these people in business and how they're going yeah. how their relationships are going to turn out. Not about their kids. Well, and it's about character interaction, right? This whole right. show is basically we've set up the this cadre of characters, and now we're going to just put them in scenes together, and you're going to find it right. interesting because you have investment in the characters. And and, and for I mean, Joni's not one of those characters. She's not. Sorry. I mean, yeah. yeah, she's been around, but she's not been central to the the plot, and no. she probably won't be. So, I mean, the way that Joni's been used throughout the entire series is to mm-hmm. illustrate the problems that are. Uh, happening between Gordon and Donna, right? And just she's she's been used as a character to illustrate the interactions between those two. Yeah. And so, like, she always was like the oh, Joni's got a thing. Joni's got to have a Cabbage Patch Kid, so I got to go watch a guy get electrocuted to death. Remember that episode? What? That was in season one. Electrocuted to yes. death. Yeah. There's an episode where there was a big storm. It was when Joe went. Oh right! And, and he Gordon went outside and, to get the cabbage yeah. patch doll, and he couldn't find it anywhere. And he goes to the store that finally has it. It's closed, right. so he breaks the window and he steals the cabbage patch doll. And then as he's Jesus. leaving, there was a power line that went down, and this guy in the street had been electrocuted. I and forgot all about looks- that. Yeah, that was a very affecting episode um, for you. Apparently, yeah. yeah, you remember it vividly. I do. I do. But anyway, Joni's just always been used as a device for yeah. to illustrate interactions between Gordon and, and Donna. And I guess she does that here. Um, but uh, that arc was semi to little interesting to me. Yeah. Like, I don't really care. Honestly, if they're divorced, I don't need to see Gordon dating. It's, I mean, no, uh, didn't care. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I guess, I, I don't know. It, to me, that didn't contribute in any way to the will they, won't they get back together. Right, nothing of, of will. The situation. I mean, Cameron got fucking married, and that didn't right. stop the will they won't. Yeah, be, so. so I don't need to see him dating. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do like that Joe has steadily downgraded cars. Like, yeah, because he started off in a fucking <laughs> Porsche, Porsche yeah. or something fancy at uh-huh. the beginning of season one, and now he then he went down to the Jeep. Uh-huh. He he went to the, which was a pretty cool car. I don't, yeah, I, don't I love Jeeps. It. Yeah, but I think now it was like a Land Cruiser or something. He's too. in like an Isuzu or. <laughs> Something just real shitty, like a Geo yeah. Metro. I don't know what it is, but yeah. it is a far cry from the Porsche he was rocking at the beginning. Yeah, he's he's completely changed. Yeah. Like, the, he's gone from being a surface guy to a under-the-surface guy. And yeah. his arc is, is the most interesting in the whole show. And, like, 
it's great. The thing that I love about Joe in this episode is we get to see him pitch and we get to see him pitch passion. Uh-huh. And he isn't bullshitting people. And that's the thing. Like Tom tries to call him out and be like, you're using a bunch of metaphors. Why would anybody believe you at this point? Blah, blah, blah. Joe has gone through the ringer now, mm-hmm. knows that he isn't he can't be the bullshit artist that he once was, but he still has the skills. Oh, so right. He's, he's going to use them. He's going to use them. He's and so he's he's passionate about this project and he knows how to tell weave the tale and tell it. Um but it's not some kind of flash in the pan thing. He, this is this right. is the future. It's it's one of those cases of like using your powers for good, right? Yeah. Where where Joe can use them for evil or good mm-hmm. and in the past, he has chosen evil yep. sometimes, yep. Um, most of the time, mm-hmm. and now he's choosing good. And I think that that is the fundamental shift in Joe. Yeah, and Not, it's great. The, the, yeah. the character development of Joe is awesome. Uh, we were going to talk about Cameron, though. Yeah, um, right. At some point, we will. <laughs> so, Cameron, there's uh, somebody on the forums, and I don't want to put you on blast, so I'm not going to say your name. But somebody in the forums <laughs> said that Cameron has not gone through growth. That she's still the same immature person she was. Oh, so I might have agreed up until like last episode. Yeah, I feel like she has gone through growth. I think the four years has the four years did. Yeah, but but before that, I don't know that I would have disagreed. I I agree. I think that even well, I mean, I think going to Japan is probably a great thing for her. Mm -hmm. But I feel like at this point she has the maturity behind her. Now she is doing things like having sex with Joe while she's married. Okay, uh, not cool. Not yes. cool. Um, but I if think you want to have sex with Joe, get a divorce and then go have a sex. Yeah, go have a sex with Joe. Go have a sex. <laughs> go have the sex. Go have the sex. <laughs> Jesus, my mother um, tongue slipping through there for a um, second. Yeah, uh, get that. Get that Bologna, um, right? Which actually came from China, but uh, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. From China. Um, so we. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Cameron. I feel like she is be, has become much more grounded. Oh yeah, and I feel like she, she understands herself better, mm-hmm. which is really the thing she was missing. She had passion. Yeah. She had talent. If she could just get her own psyche under control, I mean, at the same time, she's being impulsive. She's doing the old Cameron stuff. I know, but she is at least acknowledging the, the things she's doing. Right? Mm-hmm. She's taking blame. Partial blame. She's not taking. She's taking partial blame. You're right. Yeah. But she's also uh, not owning up to sleeping with Joe. With that's her true. That's true. So, so she's still got some camera in her. Which means she's stringing Tom along at this point. Yeah. Like she's not going to Texas. She's not going to go see Tom's family. She's not going to be oh, at for the airport. No. 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 It's not happening. No. She's going to stay there and build the internet. Which is kind of weird because she's been with Tom for four years. They've been living in Japan together. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, this got to come as a bit of a blindside to Tom. Yeah. Right? This whole, this whole scenario so. is a little bit out of the blue. That's the worst way to break up with somebody. Yeah. To A, bring them from a foreign country, from literally mm-hmm. all the way around the world. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Although California is pretty close. Uh, from <laughs> most of the way around the world yeah. to for, for a holiday with their family. And then <laughs> to to lie to them, to even deny, like, anything's happening, but to obviously, like, break up during that. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to admit that I did anything wrong, but we're going to break up anyway, <sighs> is essentially what's going to happen here. I know. It's, well, she has the nuclear option. She could pull it at any time. 
what is the nuclear option? She could tell him that she cheated on him, and then that's that's the well, she right. could pull the ripcord at any time. So right, it's she can give him a reason, but is she going to? Is she going to own up to I it? I guess that's that's where we see whether or not the maturity has actually come through. Right. A little bit of a, uh, I had a problem in this episode, in the, in the second to last episode, and I want to bring it up, and it's nitpicky, but it really bothered me. She's signing autographs on pre-wrapped Atari games. Oh no, they can't ever. They're open in them. shrink wrap. Well, you cut the top. You cut the top. You open the flap of the box. Take the disc out. But you Is still that got you the do? shrink wrap on it. Oh, I never did so, that. As as a Nintendo collector, uh-huh. an NES collector. Okay. Yeah, there are people who, I guess, when they opened these mm-hmm. games, they just took a knife and sliced the top of the shrink wrap and left the shrink wrap on the box. Okay. I guess that makes sense if you are if you want to preserve the box. But right. you're asking everybody but you're to right, do that yeah. at this point. She's <laughs> signing cellophane. <laughs> I, I do love how Joe drops the mutiny disc on the- That was really cool. Like, original, he's got- And that caught her attention. Yeah. And then the smiles between the two, man. Yeah. It, it brings yeah. us back, and we're like, ah, God damn it, we like these two. Can, can I nitpick for a second? Yes. I don't know why Boz, when Cameron goes to the boat, uh-huh. which has maybe the best name, ever. name of all time, yes. SVP of sales, yep. S-A-I-L-S. <laughs> Boz, you're a genius. I love you, Boz. Uh I don't know why Boz says, you've been, you've been grown up since the day I met you, or yeah. whatever he says. Yeah, I know. Because I, I don't agree. I don't uh, agree. I think Cameron been has been a up. child in a lot of ways yes. since the day that we met her. Yeah. And certainly the day that Boz met her. Yeah. I don't know what he means by that. I don't... Well, I think that he's just being a nice guy at this point. Think I think so? that... He he's has got his boat shoes on. Yeah. And he's, he's, just he's relaxed. given up the idea that he's a father figure at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's something that is um there's an interesting thing that can happen in relationships. It happens uh sometimes when people leave a job and your bo- the person who was your boss can now just be a human being that you interact with and can be your friend. Sure. You know, there's times in your life where you're going to go through these relationship shifts where somebody who was once filling one role is now filling another role. Right. It's kind of what's happening between Donna and Gordon yeah. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um I still think they should have had at least casual sex. Come on. Right? Come on. I mean, neither of you are getting laid. It's not like they don't know what each other's bits look like. <laughs> Right. I'm sure that it comes up from time to time during um, self-reflection periods. (laughs) (laughs) Self-reflection periods. Yeah. Hmm. You know. I don't know. Can you explain that further? Sex with someone you love. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, as long as you... Love yourself. Explain that saying, with but... the voice of Boz. <laughs> explain that as Boz would explain it. Like Boz has just walked on yeah. in on in on Cameron, uh, getting <laughs> herself off. How how does he interact with that situation? I I, well, first of all, I don't think it ever comes up again. With, I, that's a little too much. That's too much of an intimate situation. What? Which cousin? Does he bring up cousin? I or got a, a cousin, an uncle. Oh, you? I'm, I'm an uncle for sure. <laughs> All right, we're getting into inside joke territory here, which means <laughs> right. that we're losing time people. to move on. But uh, but that's what I'm saying is that basically there are times in your life where your, your relationship shifts, and there was a time I think in Boz's life when he was like, "Oh well, I'm the father figure for Cameron, and therefore I need to give her sage advice." To now, we we're just friends. Sure, yeah. Um, and I think they both kind of accepted that, and I think there's a sadness to that because. Mm-hmm. It was such a special relationship for both of them. Um, 
So there's a sadness there, but at the same time, it's nice that they can at least connect on that level. Yeah. So, and it's nice to see that Boz is happy, man. He's just chilling, chilling like a villain. Yeah, Boz is retired. Yeah. I don't know what kind of, uh, I don't know what kind of funds he has, but it seems like yeah. Diane is the breadwinner. I was, I was curious about that as well. That's Diane's boat. I hope. Oh well, <laughs> I was just thinking. Oh, I'm he, he named some, it, but that's Diane's boat. I, I, yeah, no, I was like, I hope that he got. Well, I'm sure he got some. He still got some money from the IPO. May not have been millions of dollars, but I'm sure he got some money from his public interest. In yeah, I mutiny. suppose so. <laughs> um, which is and and for all we know, that could be that could be enough for him to live for the rest of his life. I mean, yeah. he's got what twelve years left tops <laughs> with the way he drinks. Yeah, with the sure. way he drinks <laughs> with the uh, kicking chicken. Yeah. That, that, Absolutely. Kicking, that chicken's gonna kick him pretty soon, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I was I was thinking about that too because it, you know that's kind of a difficult, you know. Honestly, Diane, I feel like Diane could do better than a felon, but who knows? I, I mean, better than Boz though. Yeah, better than a felon, but better than Boz. I don't know. I man. love Boz. Boz is great. I kind of feel like Diane has the means to basically uh, have whatever. Uh, fulfillment she needs. I'm not it, disputing that. Maybe I, I think a, Diane is a powerful and capable woman, but yeah, I think you're selling Boz short. Is what I'm saying. Maybe I'm selling Boz short, and maybe they have a, maybe they have an understanding. Boz is only Boz is an open minded uh, guy. At this Boz point. is a felon because he's a great guy. <laughs> he's a great guy, fell because that's what I was saying. I was like, maybe he got some money from Cardiff. Oh wait, no, he no, did not. No, no, he did not get any money Neither from did Cardiff. Joe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good to see that Boz is doing well. So we've talked about just about everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, anything else? Any other stuff we want to talk about for characters? No, I'm actually I'm really glad that they got a season four on I'm this. I'm super happy that um, that happened. Yeah. So I I think we will try and cover it. It depends on when it comes out mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I'm excited for it. So. I'm super excited for it, and I think that uh, I think that they've set it up nicely, and I'm really happy that they get to put a bow on it, and they, they don't they don't have to do this dumb thing that. A lot of shows have to do where they have to shoehorn a, a series finale in there right. yeah. at the last minute. And so I, I think it's really an awesome thing that AMC has done saying, hey, you guys can wrap this. Oh, right. I was totally wrong, by the way. Better Call Saul is better than this show. Oh, they do that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Better okay. Call Saul. It's fourth. Better Call Saul is pretty fucking great. It is. It, yeah. Uh, but yeah, fourth is still good. It's still good. Fourth is still wow, good. Wow, we're really going out on this note, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I I really like this show though. I have a I have a special place in my heart for this show and and for these characters cuz a lot of these shows I like I like minimal sh- characters. Like being able to focus right. on just a few people. Uh Breaking Bad did that really nicely. A show like Mad Men yeah. focus on 17 characters. Mm-hmm. But I like how this show has really got four core characters that are super strong and that you ha- and that they built the show around. Yeah. Um I like that we totally foreshadowed this ending with our logo for this podcast, by the way, because our logo oh. is Joe Gordon and Cameron. Yep. And we sure got some is. flack because some people wanted to throw Don in there. Nope. But no. Don is the enemy. It's just the foreshadowing <laughs> of, of the end of season three. Uh, we do uh, have some feedback. Let's get some feedback. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I've got a few emails. You have some forum stuff. Yeah. Yep. I'm just going to read all the emails this week. Uh, I don't usually do that, but, you know, it's the season finale. So let's go for it. Uh, Noah from North Carolina says, hi, guys. I hope you get this message before you record a finale. Uh, I finally have power back from the hurricane. Oh, boy. Oh, geez. Yeah, well, I'm glad glad you made it through that. Yeah, congrats. And glad you got to see the episode. 
Mm-hmm. It was a doozy. I messaged you guys complaining about the season in about episode five, thinking mm-hmm. this show was done for, yep. which I think was the episode where we kind of turned on it. Yep. Uh, I completely take that back mm-hmm. and just pretend that that episode didn't exist. <laughs> it's great to see that all these characters matured and moved on. All the characters except for Donna, she seems to be stuck in the past. The The show was officially renewed for a fourth and final season, so it's nice to get an ending. And I really enjoyed the podcast to a very underappreciated show. I hope you guys cover the last season. Oh, and it seems Boz finally caught a break. Boz caught a break. I will yeah, say it's so happy. A, this is such an impressive turn because we were on the ledge. We were we were yeah. like Ryan on the balcony. <laughs> oh, too soon. Uh it's okay. I could joke about the death of fictional characters. <laughs> um But we were. Like yeah. there was a point where I was like, are we even gonna be able to like is this gonna be a drudgery of a podcast because they're really jumping the shark here mm-hmm. and they're just harping on all these things? And that is that's why now I've like season three has given me such a renewed respect for the show. Yeah. The last four episodes were super strong. Um I mean and and it it made all of that worth it. Like there was this idea that like oh we're going to see all these characters and they're going to be Joe's going to be some sage zen master. Mm-hmm. Cameron's going to be continuing to be immature. Donna's going to be you know uh, doing whatever Cameron says of being her yes woman. Uh-huh. And Gordon is going to be the crazy guy in the basement who's unfulfilled. This isn't an interesting thing, and and we can't watch this much longer. That was literally just the fucking. We need to be patient here. Yeah. It was the setup. It was. Right, it was the setup so that all these characters would go through the growth, and yeah. and so at this point, uh, you know, I got egg on my face in terms of if you go back and listen to episode four or five, and I'm like, what is this show doing? Blah uh-huh. blah blah. I don't think that's egg though. I think yeah. it legitimately kind of lost its way mm-hmm. uh, right around season or right around episode five, but I, I think it only went a little bit too far yeah. over that edge. Yeah. Um, it went to the point where I was starting to question it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if they had gone like episode four and said, okay, here's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to move toward the end of this and we're going to unveil some of this stuff. Then I wouldn't have had any complaints. Yeah. I think season five was maybe just one step too far in yeah, the direction five. of setup. Yeah, yeah. 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 And maybe it was, but the, but the payoff is worth it. Oh yeah. Which is I, it's impressive. It's been super enjoyable. It's impressive. And, and it, it makes me think that it was all intentional as well. Yeah. Which is, uh, Admir- it's it's really cool, man. I love it. I love it when shows make me feel stupid. Yeah. You know, I I don't like it when shows make try to make you feel smart. You know, if you want to try to feel smart, go watch uh, Diagnosis Murder or Murder <laughs> She Wrote or sure. CSI. CSI. Yeah. Those shows will try to make you feel smart. I like it when shows make me feel stupid. <laughs> okay, uh, I love it. Right you when know? they surprise you. Yeah, I, mean, I want to surprise. Yeah. I want to be able to. Uh, not have this stuff telegraphed. It, right. It needs to surprise you, but it mm-hmm. also needs to make perfect sense. Yeah. In retrospect. And that's that's the thing that, about this show that I respect so much is that the characters are really strong and that they make motivated decisions that are uh, that are understandable. Right. There's not a lot of out-of-left-field stuff. No. We know who these people are at this point, and that's what makes the show strong. Uh, Dominic. Writes in. It says, it looks like after a swell season, I'm slightly disappointed in the direction of this show. Mm. I've never really loved the show playing fast and loose with the technology aspect and Mm -hmm. unbelievability of the epic brain trust of all brain trusts. Yep. But the characters and actors are so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, A friend and I have watched the show from season one, arguably still the best, and we didn't really dig the second season but stuck it out and were Mm -hmm. pleasantly surprised with this new season. However, what we always expected to see in this show uh, is these four forces separate from each other and uh, finding out what this show might become when these characters are apart 
adding new characters, but occasionally striking against each other. Um, we were really hopeful after Ryan's death and the resulting separation of these characters might mean we were going to see each of them living in, uh, living in and challenged by their separate tech spheres. Yeah. Well, so much for that dream. What do you, what do you think about that idea? Like that bringing them back together. I know you call the book yeah. ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do agree with you there. Yeah. But does that, could that feel a little artificial as well? It can, but it's a fictional television series that f- still follows traditional storytelling devices. Sure. And it's a popular those are devices for a reason. They it's work. a popular narrative structure and yeah. it works. Right. Uh, that's kind of what I've said about Game of Thrones in the past. Yeah. It's like at some point it's got to come back around mm-hmm. to something that's going to satisfy people. Yeah. And guess what? Humans have figured those stories out. <laughs> yeah. There are professionals who have pretty much dissected all of that. Yeah. For hundreds of yeah. thousands of years, humans have been telling stories. And, you know, when they were off doing all their separate stuff, that mm-hmm. was when we got Joe relegated to Zen Master and his couch. And while I was intrigued by that, it was least interesting Joe in some ways. Yeah. Now, that led to someplace incredibly interesting. Um, but these kind of caveats, I like to see, like I said, the, these are really strong characters, and this show is all about taking these characters and putting them in the room. Like, get Cameron and Joe and put them in a room together. Get Gordon and Donna and put them in a room together. Get Boz and Joe and put them in, you know. Uh-huh. It's basically all the show is, is taking these this this crew of characters and putting them in scenes together. Once we get outside of that, we start to lose the core of the show mm-hmm. because the, the then we're introducing characters like um, Joni when we have when we have a whole right. storyline with Joni yeah. and we're like this isn't very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think from a storytelling device perspective, I think it's good. Uh, and personally, I'm a big fan of getting the band back together. I'm a big Blues Brothers fan. I love to get the band back together. <laughs> right. And and they've been they've been apart long enough. You know, I loved it in this season when Joe and uh, Gordon teamed up, and I li- I love it even more when it's Joe Cameron and, and Gordon, and we're back to the old Cardiff days. And I I do too. I'm ready to ride that freak. I mean, I'm with yeah. I, I'm with you. What was is it Dominic? Dominic yep. Uh, I'm with Dominic in that season one. I loved season one a lot, and I'm ready to get back to that dynamic with all of this new experience under their belts. Yeah. Uh, one final one mm-hmm. from Matthias in Germany. Yep. Uh, says, what a great season finale. So we got some positivity to go out on here. Uh, now, this was an emotional ro- roller coaster if I ever rode one. Joe and Cameron dancing, uh, yay, in parentheses. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Only to be brutally interrupted by Donna's appearance. Yeah. That was kind of <laughs> out of nowhere, right? Like, yeah. I did not expect her to see her at that party. I was kind of like with Cameron. It was a weird place to do it, and and it, yeah. I, it I think it was by design. I think that mm-hmm. you wanted Donna to be the third wheel of like why where did you come from? She like we're we're having a good time, and you showed up. Yeah, so I think that that was by design. Yeah, right. Uh, Joe coming to terms with his feelings for Cameron was a positive. Yeah, uh, the gang being back together, like we've talked about. Yep. Tom desperately trying to save his relationship. Yep. Even though I would add, we hate him for it. <laughs> It's so it's so sad. I mean, Tom is a great guy. I know, I but know. he's he's a great, uh, you know, he's a great probably product owner in a space, and he does he doesn't he doesn't live on the same visionary plane as these people do, and so okay. he's just kind of an outsider. And I think in that regard, that's why we see him as a annoyance at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of has the worst, in some ways, the worst. Or, or the worse, I guess, parts of Ryan. 
where mm. Ryan had vision, right? Mm. And he was also technically very good. Tom yeah. is basically only technically very good. Right. Uh, it's weird, too, because I thought, I really thought Tom was great in season two with I Cameron. Yeah. Uh, like, he was everything that Cameron needed in mm-hmm. in that that moment uh, when she was building mutiny out mm-hmm. of that house. And yep. it's so weird to see that come boomeranging back uh, mm-hmm. in, in this like the boomerang is headed back, but you're not prepared to catch it, and it's going to hit you in the face. Like, yeah. Well, if if, if you give me a second to indulge us, because I want to reiterate on something I talked about, I think in last episode, it might have been the episode before that. Okay. In uh, the fact that we like Tom and Cameron together mm-hmm. for for I think one reason, it's because it's an it's a relationship of equals. Uh-huh. Um. So throughout her entire life, ever since her father died, uh, Cameron has been trying to fulfill that gap. In, through patriarchal relationships and her yeah. relationship was Joe, with Joe was very dominated by Joe mm-hmm. in season one, extremely dominated by Joe. It was not a relationship of equals. Uh, her interactions with Boz, he was very much f- fulfilling that father figure role mm-hmm. for her. Um, and so we like Cameron and Tom together because they're equals. They have uh, very much just, uh, similar intellectual capabilities. They're on the same page with things. They're similar ages. Right. You know, <laughs> they have yeah. some, they're at similar places in their lives. So there's a lot of things to like about that duo. But in this, in the second to last episode at Comdex, when we see Joe win the lighter game, that's when we understand that now these two people are willing to accept each other as equals, as right. opposed to some kind of dominant submissive relationship of yeah. what it was beforehand now that and you see kind of the opposite in yeah. tom because mm-hmm. tom just assumes yes. that that cameron is going to come along with him when he yeah. says we're out of here yeah during yeah. that meeting yeah uh, so now 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 he's assumed that dominant role right right which it's, makes us not want to root for him and now we're rooting for joe and cameron again because first right. of all we love this kind of intrinsic love story between the two and their connections and their parallels their parallel paths that they've been on mm-hmm. But now they're equals too, and so now that they're on an equal footing, I we're, we want them to be together, right? Yep. Yeah, I do. Uh, let's let's get meta here for one second, all right? Uh, because I do a lot of podcasts with Aaron. Uh-huh. I don't know if everybody who listens to the show is familiar, but we're on a network called Bald Move. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of other podcasts and a lot of shows, yeah, uh, with a different co-host. But uh-huh. uh, Matthias here says this was a great podcast. The Jim and Eric combination worked out great. Different chemistry, but just as good. And I will tune in from day one when you cover season four. Cool. Uh, he, also, he also asked about an award show we do called The Baldies. If oh, you're yeah. interested in that, come to the website, baldbeat.com, yeah. around December, end of the year, January. <sighs> See, this is a bummer because I feel like this is... This is this isn't the I best. Know. This isn't the best season of television and, this year. And there is no way it yeah. will get any recognition in The Baldies because Aaron yeah. hasn't seen it and he yeah. saw season one and hated it. So. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm here to stump for this. I know it's not. I'd have to die on that hill. I but. mean, I I I, th- I thought this season of Better Call Saul was amazing. Yeah. Um, I thought that obviously Stranger Things came out of nowhere and was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I do feel like this is one of the best things on television right now, and it is easily the show that nobody is talking about that they should be talking about. Yeah, it's a real shame that this doesn't have the audience it should. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's a, little, a learning curve to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're ten episode seasons. Like this isn't lost. You don't have to like watch twenty six episodes a season to catch up. Uh, right. You can, and it's all on Netflix. Like, yeah. I'm sure that season three is going to be on Netflix too. So you can catch up on the whole thing and and tell your friends. And God damn it, let's get some more viewers on this thing for the final season because it's good yeah. stuff. 
Lee Pace is an amazing actor. I really love Lee Pace. Have you seen him in anything else? Because I well, haven't. he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He played. Uh, oh right, yeah, I never saw that. Oh, you never saw? No, oh, yeah, I know. A superhero it's, guy. It's shocking, and I hear it's well, a great movie. Guardians but... of the Galaxy is my favorite Marvel movie. Okay, but um, so he's in that. But the thing that this this is sacrilegious. It's completely sacrilegious, and. As a as a fan of this franchise, as a diehard fan of this franchise, I understand how sacrilegious this is. But he's the best Han Solo. <laughs> no, he's not the best Han Solo. But oh, okay. I feel like if there's, he is my top choice to be the next James Bond. Ooh, he would be an amazing James Bond. I think. See, I haven't I haven't seen him in anything other than this, mm-hmm. so I really don't know. If you read the novels, if you read the Ian Fleming novels, uh huh. Uh, Lee Pace is basically who I envision James Bond is because he's a little bit okay. more um, he's a little bit more well rounded in the novels. He's not just kind of like an action star. Okay. So uh, anyway, that's and it's sacrilegious because you can't have somebody who isn't British playing sure. uh, playing James Bond. He's and Lee Pace is from Oklahoma. But uh, <laughs> but if if there was ever an American to play James Bond, I feel like Lee Pace could do it. Okay, and I love Scoot McNary. I love Carrie Bechet. Uh, who Mackenzie plays Cameron? Davis. Mackenzie Davis. Yep. She's great. Yep, she's in The Martian, which is, uh, if you pretend yep. it's a bald movie, you could see a giant picture of uh, Matt Damon behind uh, Jim's head. Right. I think I think we did a podcast on that. I can't remember. Yeah, I think you guys did. Yeah, but yeah. she's in that. So, uh, great cast. I'd love to see Carrie Bechet in more stuff. You never see her in stuff. Scoot McNary yeah. pops up everywhere. Right. He's blowing up right yeah. now. He, he blo- seems to be the biggest of of them all at the moment. Of well, he cast. literally blew up. Spoiler alert in Batman versus Superman. So he literally blows up. I don't remember that. That's a bad movie. You don't remember that? Nope. That's a bad movie. Scoot was the guy who got the beam lifted off of him at the beginning by Batman, and then he's in the wheelchair. You don't. You no. just. You just tuned out. This I have whole blocked thing. that whole movie. That and X Men Apocalypse gone. <laughs> <laughs> I only remember it because I was like Scoot. Yeah, you're here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Yeah, thanks everybody. Yeah, we, uh, have do you have forum some forum stuff? stuff? I had, but okay. we, we basically talked about all of it. So sounds yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I don't. So I don't know right now if we're going to be back for season four. Mm-hmm. I think it's a possibility. Certainly, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll be watching it. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, but yeah, we will see you guys when we see you. I yeah. guess. Yeah. So we're not going to do a wrap up cast. This is the start. Yeah. This is our wrap up for. I feel like we talked about. Yeah, I think we season talked, as a whole. I think we talked plenty about it, and yeah, we'll uh, we hope to see you at some time around the bend. Yeah. So uh, tune into baldmove.com. Go to baldmove.com if you love TV. There's plenty of stuff there to check out. So so do that. And check out Eric's direct podcast. Right. I do a, I do a uh, podcast where called Direct. It, it rattle off the spiel at the beginning. Uh, yeah, so it's, it takes a direct trajectory through a director's filmography. We uh, watch every, I love that. It's so good. <laughs> we watch every uh, movie that a director has done, and there's actually we're voting on our next director. We just got off David Fincher, and we're, we're letting the listeners pick the next one. You can go to forums.bellmove.com and, uh, and check that out and vote there and, and have your voice heard. So we got some stuff to do because I'm in Cincinnati. So, yeah, uh, get some chili to eat. We got some chili to eat. We got some uh, games to play. Yep. And uh, so we're done talking to you folks. So until next time, I'm Eric. And I'm Jim. Log out.